Hi, my name is Kevin Vozar, vacation property professional, travel enthusiast, financial planner and investment advisor, dog and cat lover, and now the host of the CFY podcast, brought to you by Cabins for You, a vacation rental management company born in the heart of the Smokies in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. With over 20 years of experience in the vacation industry, CFY's podcast will cover all aspects of travel and vacation rentals for both travelers and vacation property owners. If you've got itchy feet or are planning a vacation, want to jump into the vacation rental business, or just want to learn more about the travel industry, stick around. It's about to get good. Hi, everybody. Kevin Vozar here with the CFY podcast. Um, Cabins for you, where you can stay, play, and get paid. You know, today I'm going to talk about something a little bit different. I'm often asked... You know, Kevin, other than doing a 1031 tax-deferred exchange, and I've talked about 1031 tax-deferred exchanges before, to recap, it's simply a way to sell a property that has substantial capital gains, substantial profits built in, that you can transfer the entire balance, not just the principal and the interest minus uh, taxes, uh, to something else, but you're able actually to purchase a, another like property and you're able to defer any capital gains taxes on the profits of the sale of the first property and you can s- use all of the proceeds to go towards the new property. It's a 1031 tax deferred exchange. It's not a tax free exchange because at some point the IRS is going to want their money when you ultimately sell the last property. Uh, that's one way, that's one technique of being able to help offset some current capital gains taxes. But I am often asked, what if I want, is there any possible way that I can sell a highly appreciated asset like a, a property, whether it's a commercial building, whether it is a vacation rental property, you know, it could be a some type of a storefront or something like that. How can I sell a property or any other highly appreciated assets and avoid capital gains taxes altogether? Well, I'm going to put my financial planner and investment planner hat on for a second and share with you because a great many times you may not want to buy a like property to defer those taxes. You just want to, you just want to get out of the, the sale with as least amount of taxes as possible. What I'm going to talk about today is doing some planned charitable giving. Now, before you all get excited, this is not about giving away the property now to a charity. It's a planning technique. It's governed under Internal Revenue Code 664. Uh, It's been around for a long time. In the late 90s, early 2000s, I did a bunch of these for my clients. And the other day I was asked by a vacation rental property owner, I want to get out. I want to sell my property. Uh, but is, Kevin, do you know with your experience, how can I avoid capital gains taxes? I says, really, there's only one way of doing it. Well, there's two ways. One, if you sell either at your basis or what you paid for the property or you sell it at a loss, then of course you don't have capital gains. But in today's crazy real estate market, the likelihood of you having no gains on a property in a very popular area is about none. Um, You're going to have some substantial gains and a a huge step up in your uh, your value of your property. So I said there is a way, and it is to use a, uh, a charitable remainder trust. 
Now, let's, I'm not going to try to get too complicated or sophisticated here, so follow what I'm going to say. The way that you do this is, and you have to do this prior to uh, getting a sales contract on your property. It's all about the charitable intent. So don't get a contract on sale for your property and then go to an attorney and draft the trust and then transfer the asset to the trust because that particular transaction will likely be quashed because you didn't show charitable intent. So the first thing you have to do before you do anything is understand the concept. And here it is. What you're going to do is you as the owner of this property, or frankly, any highly appreciated asset, stocks, bonds, securities, uh, a privately held business, it can be any type of an asset that you have purchased at one price and it has grown in value. It could be a piece of unimproved property, right? It can be uh, any type of a highly appreciated, but little to non-performing asset or something that's going to have such a substantial capital gains that the taxes just would be overwhelming. So you take the asset and you transfer ownership to a charitable trust. Now, there are several types of charitable trust, and we're just going to use that term uh, generally. I mean, there's unit trust, there's annuity trust, but let's just call it a charitable remainder trust. So the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to find an attorney who is versed in financial estate planning, and you're going to tell them, I would like a charitable remainder trust. And so they'll form this trust, and you're going to name a beneficiary of the trust. It's called a remainderman, okay? It's a fancy term for the beneficiary of the trust. And you're also going to name a trustee. The beautiful part about this, other than if it's a closely held business or corporation, generally speaking, you can be your trustee. It could be a self-directed trust. So let's use an example of a short-term vacation rental property that you're the owner of. Well, you form the trust. You are the trustee, you name your remainderman, whatever charity that you want that to be. So you now you have the document in place. Next, you then uh, sell the asset. Or I'm sorry, you gift the asset to the trust. So you retitle the asset, the short-term vacation rental property, to the trust. Okay, now the trust owns the property. You have gifted it. You have gifted 100% of the value of that property, of that asset, to the trust. It is no longer yours. It is no longer in your name. It is no longer under your tax ID number. It's no longer includable in your estate. You have effectively 100% gifted it to this charitable trust. Now, what's important to note is Once you gift, once you fund this trust, you cannot unfund it. This is not a revocable living trust. Many of you use the the tool, the revocable living trust. This is an irrevocable trust, right? Once you form it, once you you fund it and gift the property to it, you can't undo it. So this is a, you know, it's a big deal, but the benefits are so wonderful. So now you've gifted the asset to the trust and you as the trustee sell the property. And let's say you bought this property for $500,000 and you sell it for a million. Great. Instead of having a half a million dollars worth of, of capital gains that you would have to pay at whatever capital gains rate you're talking about, now you have a whole million dollars in the trust that you as the trustee can then reinvest. So you have your, you or your financial planner then uh, invest this money. 
Okay. Now you have a choice. You can leave the money in, you know, the earnings in if you're truly uh, of a charitable spirit and never take any of the, the trust, never pay you out any of the income. But a great many people do want to derive that, you know, whatever interest that the trust generates is paid to you. Okay. So again, you are the owner of this property. You've gifted the property to the trust. The trust sells it. And let's say that the million dollars is earning 8%. Great. So now you're getting uh, 8% interest uh, on that asset. Uh, It's inside the trust, whatever the investment is. So it's paying you 8% of a million. So you're getting an $80,000 a year check from the trust. Now get this. Because you've made a charitable gift, that's a tax deduction. Now, check with your CPA, check with your accountant, your attorney, but generally speaking, 100% of that gift is tax deductible as a charitable contribution. Now, chances are you're not going to be able to take all million dollars up front, okay, as a tax deduction. No, there is a carryover provision to where you can spread and take the tax deduction generally over five years, okay? You're not going to be able, unless you're making a ton more money than that, and you could use all $1 million in your in your current tax year, there is a carryover provision based on your income and, and other factors. Again, talk with your accountant about that. So you've made this gift, okay? You've taken it out of your estate. Uh, it's you as the trustee work with your investment guy, you invest this million dollars and it's generating 8% and they're going to pay you as the donor 8%, $80,000 a year. That is all taxable. You're going to get a 1099 for the tr- from the trust for $80,000, but I'd rather get a 1099 for $80,000 and have this huge uh, charitable contribution deduction to offset that than to have a huge, you know, cap, one-time capital gains of a, on a half a million dollars. So I take now this $80,000 that the trust is generating and paying to me as income, and, uh, and I'm happy. So I've got this great tax deduction. I've made a wonderful charitable gift to my to my charity of my choice, my school, a hospital, cancer fund, you know, uh, St. Jude's, whatever you wanted to give this money to. So you've, you've made this wonderful gift uh, upon your passing to this, uh, to the charity that you name. And you can always change the charity, right? You can change charities if you want to, but you just can't take the money back. So you've, uh, and uh, so let's talk a, a, a term of a trust, the corpus of the trust. In essence, that's the principle that you put in there. So you've put a million dollars in there. A million dollars is going to get paid out to the charity upon your death, or if it's a joint type of an asset in a joint setup, the the death, you know, the second death of you of your certain or your significant other. So again, let's recap. You form a trust, a charitable remainder trust. You then gift the asset to the trust. You as the trustee sell the asset. You take 100% of the sales proceeds are are exempt from capital gains taxes, and then you and your investment guy invest those proceeds. You get a tax deduction by virtue of this this asset to the trust with a current tax deduction for the current year along with a a potential five-year carryover. The trust then pays you out an income 
up to the total interest earned because you want to leave the trust principal or the corpus alone because that's what's paid to the charity. And chances are, if you set this up, the charity, not that you're doing this for, uh, you know, for ego reasons, but I'm sure they're going to uh, reward you or honor you in some way for this wonderful gift um, of this charitable remainder of the of the money inside this charitable trust. In fact, you know, many times if you look on public television and you see television shows, sometimes these television shows are sponsored by the John and Mary Smith Charitable Remainder Trust. So, you know, you should look at that sometimes. So there's lots of different ways that the money can be disposed of after your death or yours and your significant other if it's a joint account. Now, here's the kicker. All of a sudden, your kids are saying, but dad, mom, we were supposed to get this money when you passed away. And here you are, you're giving it away to charity. What about us? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because instead of passing on an asset in an inheritance and being subject to some type of inheritance tax, or or depending on what your estate value is, you may have some estate tax liability. But by gifting this asset out of your estate, you may actually reduce your estate below the estate tax threshold. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a really cool planning technique. So you, you tell your kids, no, don't worry. I'm going to use some of that $80,000 a year income that the trust is paying me, and I'm going to buy a life insurance policy on your mom and I or your dad and I on a joint policy so that when the second of us passes away, you're going to get the value that you would have gotten, the million dollars, paid to you tax-free. That's right, tax-free. Instead of getting a taxable inheritance or or an asset that they would then have to try to sell at what the current value is, they're getting a million dollars tax-free. And you can set it up to uh, where the owner of the life insurance is a life insurance trust, whereby you keep that out of your estate as well. It doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is you're getting $80,000 a year from the trust, and you're going to take some of that money, and you're going to buy life insurance so that your kids have a tax-free inheritance. So you've been, you're a hero to your charity. You're a hero to your kids. You're actually kind of a a hero to the IRS because you're still paying taxes on the $80,000 a year or whatever the income that the trust is generating you, Uh, and you're a hero to your estate by by effectively removing that asset and the value of that asset out of your estate. I know this sounds like this is a complicated uh, concept, but it really isn't. And again, it can work if you own a short-term vacation rental property that you want to sell and you don't want a like property to replace it. Or maybe simply there's no like properties out there for you to purchase. Or maybe you have some other asset. You have some unimproved piece of property that you bought years ago or maybe was left to you years ago and you got an offer from the Walmart company, right? I had that happen to me down in in the Bay Area, Florida, where I got approached by a family who owned a substantial piece of property on US-19 that the Walmart folks wanted to buy. So we talked about it. We did this. And uh, it generated such a remarkable uh, benefit for the family that I can't even explain to you how it works. And, you know, it does work. Uh, It does take uh, a bit of a charitable heart. 
And because you are gift giving away this money, and it, once you've done it, you can't undo it. But I will tell you, the financial benefits, depending on your where you're at in your life financially, uh, your estate, what your planning goals, what your estate goals are, and how you want to be remembered when you pass by both your family, your community, and maybe your charity, it's a heck of a tool to use. So again, this is a little off the beaten path for a vacation rental uh, podcast, but it is a planning technique that you can use if, in fact, you want to sell and you don't want to rebuy. It's a great, great tool. And thank you for listening. And if you have any questions about this or you have uh, specific uh, details on a case you want to talk about, please email me at kvozar at cabinsforyou.com. That's K-V-O-Z-A-R at cabinsforyou.com. I'll be happy to answer any questions. And if you like this podcast, please, uh, on whatever platform you're listening it to, uh, click it, subscribe, join, get updates. Would love, uh, would love a, a larger audience and obviously would love any questions or comments that you have. And remember, with Cabins For You, it is a great place to stay, play, and get paid. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great day, and uh, talk to you soon. Hey, folks. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing or sharing with a friend. And tune in next time for the latest episode of the CFY Podcast. Until then, feel free to visit our website, cabins4u.com, where you can plan your next vacation, you can book 24-7, and learn more about our vacation rental management program. Till next time. See ya and have safe travel.